And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the good folks at Coors Light. And if you hear a pep in my voice, a little excitement, a little more energy than usual, well, that is because after long last, after many, many weeks and several months, we are officially in game week mode. Yes, 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 your Las Vegas Raiders open the preseason. Yes, they do. This Sunday, 1 o'clock at Elysian Stadium. More on that in a little bit. But because of that, the energy is excellent. We are fired up. We have a great episode of the show today uh, in just a few minutes. Ponder this, my friends. Dave Ziegler, general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, that Dave Ziegler, friend of the program, Dave Ziegler, stops by to chat with us and kind of do a training camp, let's call it check-in. Right. I don't want to say state of the team because we didn't go that deep into it, but a check in on certain things that I'm curious about. I think you're curious about and to obviously preview the upcoming joint practices with the San Francisco 49ers. But before we talk San Francisco 49ers, before we talk preseason, before we talk really what's going to be a pretty incredible, let's call it two or three weeks here with joint practices this week, joint practices next week. You wrap up the preseason the week after that. Like there's a lot going on here in this building. So we have a lot to get to, but I must pay some bills. I am a man of my word, and we got some people to pay. So we begin, as we always do, with our transactions, brought to you by Shift4 Payments. And just one transaction in kind of a, I don't want to say statistical anomaly, but for this time of the year, kind of weird that we only have one. But the one transaction we have had since the last time we hung out was on August 6th, uh, excuse me, defensive tackle Byron Young, passed his physical and returned to practice from the physically unable to perform list. So yes, while we only had one transaction, it was a good transaction. Getting guys healthy this time of the year is always a good thing. Welcome back to practice, Byron Young. And uh, yes, we are excited to see what you will do. It remains to be seen, Byron only back on the practice field for, gosh, two, three days at this point. So remains to be seen whether we see him Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium. But all the same, getting healthy bodies back is the name of the game at this time of the year. What else is the name of the game at this time of the year? Joint practices. It feels like everyone does them, right? They're, they're very in vogue. They're very trendy to do. They're definitely the flavor of the week, month, and let's call it year, right? They're great. They're immensely entertaining. Uh, it gives their respective staff an opportunity to learn not only a ton about their guys, but the guys on the other side of the, uh, of the field as well. So the Niners, the dreaded 49ers, the rival 49ers are actually, as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon, that's right, 
We're recording on a Wednesday afternoon. The Niners are here in Las Vegas. They have not yet arrived at our practice facility. The Raiders will practice with the 49ers beginning tomorrow. So Thursday and Friday, back-to-back joint practice sessions here at the Intermountain Health Performance Center and then the game on Sunday. So really, it's an exciting time. You'll hear from Dave. Dave will be much more eloquent than I will about the importance of joint practices. But here's my take on them. One, where they're falling in the calendar could not be any better. The Raiders just wrapped up their 12th practice of training camp, and it is fair to say we are in the dog days of camp. We are in the rinse and repeat, and what day of the week is it, and yesterday was an off day, and yesterday was Monday, what are we doing kind of year. And if I'm feeling like that, if our people are feeling like that, imagine what the players are feeling like. So the fact that now uh, beginning tomorrow – Max Crosby, Jimmy G, Devontae, Chandler Jones, Nate Hobbs, that they're going to line up, and when they look to the other side of the, uh, the excuse me, the other side of the scrimmage line, they're going to see someone who is not a Raider. They are going to see a different uniform. They are going to see a different color. They are going to see a different offensive defensive scheme than they have for the past three weeks. And I am stoked. Not only is it a perfect opportunity to, like I said, learn about your guys and the guys on the other side of the field, but it's a lot of fun. There's great energy. There's, I feel like, a natural kind of increase in everything for joint practices because these guys are fired up to go play against someone that's not their teammate as well. And you typically see, and I'm not encouraging this by any stretch of the imagination. I want to be very, very clear. I think it's silly when it happens. But you will see a little scuffle, a little scrum, a little spirited conversation between the two teams at some point. It's going to happen. I'm telling you it is. And, uh, and for the bystanders like me, it's awesome. Obviously, you don't want anyone to do anything silly. You don't want it to take away from the work, the very, very important work that will be done over the next 48 hours. But, hey, who doesn't love a little, a little dust-up from time to time? It's a lot of fun. Very, very fun and uh, good fodder for conversation, certainly. So, yeah, like I said, Join practice to begin for your Las Vegas Raiders Thursday and Friday of this week. Shameless plug alert, Jesse Merrick and I will also be back breaking all things down for the Raiders training camp podcast. We will do that tomorrow, Ray, right? That's a Thursday. We will be back in the lab on Thursday to break down what we saw on day one, ultimately look ahead to day two and kind of preview the uh, the game Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium. Well, I have rambled and rambled and rambled long enough. I am self-aware enough to know that the reason that most of you probably clicked on this episode of the show is because you saw Dave Ziegler in the headline. So let's get to it. Big shout out to Dave per usual. Huge shout out to our public relations staff for making this happen. As is tradition, right? Dave is incredibly open, incredibly honest, incredibly candid uh, about the state of this team, things that he is enjoyed seeing, where some of these rookies are, his expectations for the preseason, and a little Brian Hoyer shoe game talk, question mark? Hang out. It's great. You'll enjoy it. Enjoy our conversation with the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, Dave Ziegler. Dave, first off, thank you for carving out some time with us leading into a very exciting couple days for the old silver and black. But uh, let's just start here. We're on the practice field, gosh, 15, 20 minutes ago. Really nice day for Jimmy. I'm just kind of curious for, for you and the staff, how hard is it to live in that land of being in the middle, right? When you see these great days that Jimmy has and days that people say, hey, maybe not as sharp as you like, how hard is it to kind of stay in the middle and kind of not get too up or too down based on his performance? Yeah, it's it's one of those things I think we we knew, you know, we knew going into it there was going to be those days. And, and you know, I've seen it a lot over the course of my time in the league when you have guys coming back off different injuries. There's just, there's going to be a progression that you just have to ride the wave with. And, and um, 
stay in the moment and understand that that's just a part of the process. And, you know, that's what we've done here with Jimmy and, and any other player that we've had that, you know, is coming off an injury. That's just something that we talk about, we expect. And, and like I said, you just ride the wave. You know, very excited coming, you know, starting tomorrow. The Niners are in town for this fan base, uh, for obvious reasons, a very exciting, let's call it 96 hours with the sure. game on Sunday. But uh, for you and, and, and the staff, like collectively, what do you want to take out of the next two practice days? Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's um, the level of competition does ramp up. It's natural. And so there is a, the, the one thing I want to see is just how uh, different players respond to that competition, especially some of the guys that we haven't had here in the past, free agents, the rookies, because um, it is a new um, level of intensity. And so you want to see them match that and see them to be able to maintain their um, level of production with that. And then I think along with that, the thing that's um, nice about these situations is you know, you get to see your guys going against different players and it's different matchups. You you come very, uh, it comes very monotonous in mm -hmm. a way of, you know, it's the same guys going against the same, you know, the same player on the other side. So just to see a, a diversification of skill set that they have to compete against, how do they respond to that, along with different schemes, different coverages and things like that that we haven't obviously prepared for because it's not our exact system. So there's a lot to take out of these joint practices, um, and we're, we're excited about it. That's why we do it. Does it provide you and, and your crew also a chance to kind of get a look at other players that aren't necessarily here in this building over the over two days? 100%. You know, we get to see um, up close and personal the guys on the 90-man roster for the 49ers, and we get to see and evaluate them in real time. And, and all the just all the things that I talk about that we're looking for we get to see it on another group of players so it definitely helps us gives us a leg up on the preseason process and um, you know gets us in a position to, to probably have a cleaner evaluation of those guys you know the the joint practices have become in the best possible way very in vogue right you see a lot of teams around the league doing it for obvious reasons uh, you guys doing it twice right we're gonna do it with the Niners and then next week go down LA yes. and do it with uh, with the uh, excuse me the Rams so what's the benefit of having two different sessions here and then obviously back in California yeah, I think, you know, it goes back to what I mentioned at the beginning. Now we're going to go, we're going to travel next week. We're going to go to L.A. And, and I think there's that aspect, too. We're going to go travel. So we're going to get a, an opportunity for our team to adjust to a different environment, adjust to a new routine, just like you have to do when you go on the road and play a game. How do you manage that? And, and that's something I think the players um, have to take themselves through. And then it's, again, it's another system. It's another scheme that you get to adapt to. And a lot of times in the preseason, if you don't do that, you just see your scheme. You can, you can run off cards and do those types of things, but that's different than actually seeing uh, another group, you know, run a different scheme, and it, uh, and you have to make sure your communication is on point because you're seeing something new and all of those different things. So it's it's a, for us, it's a really big advantage, and um, we get to do it with two good staffs. Do you know what I mean with Sean and, and Les and what they've built in, you know, with the Rams and Kyle and John, two two different groups that we have a lot of um, respect for, and so that makes it, you know, I think that makes. Uh, a productive environment when you're getting into these situations. You know, without getting too into the nitty gritty of it all, like what does that pre-process look like? You talk about you and the, and the respective staffs and kind of setting an expectation of, hey, this is the work we want to get done and, and just making sure that everyone's doing it, obviously in the right spirit, but making sure that both teams are going to get their work in. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we evaluate when we when we start thinking about, okay, who are we going to be playing in the preseason? Is this someone that we'd want to do joint practices with? Is this, you know, someone we can be productive?
productive with. And it's having some of those conversations with those individuals going back into the spring to make sure that we're on the same page and that it's uh, it's a puzzle that fits together for a productive environment. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you have that production, right, you see guys hopefully take that next step. And, and one of those guys that we all hope to see uh, take that next step, the fans very much so, uh, is Aiden O'Connell, right? Anytime you have a rookie quarterback, sure. there's a lot of chatter. People are excited to see what this kid yeah. can do. Still so early in the yep. process. I think that's the important thing to emphasize. So, so, so early. But yeah. what have your uh, kind of initial impressions been of Aiden? Um, he's done a really good job with, I'd say, the hardest part of the game when you're playing quarterback is, you know, what happens from the neck up. There's a lot of processing. There's a lot of thinking. There's a lot of problem solving that takes place when you're a quarterback and um, in the NFL. And so he's done a really good job of of um, growing in that area. And and that's the hardest area to grow in. Everybody typically at this level has the arm talent and, and has a skill set or they wouldn't be in the NFL. Where a lot of guys struggle is that neck up piece, that processing, that p- problem solving, that ability to learn. And that's what we've really been excited on in, is in his development there, along with the physical stuff on the field. You know, he's been able to uh, make some of the NFL throws that you have to make, which are the tough ones, the deep out route and things of that nature. So we've seen that growth. And like you said, now once we get into some more confet- competitive environments, the lights come on, we're going to play a game on Sunday. Can you maintain that? Because I've seen it, oh, I've seen it various times where we've been very excited about different players, those lights go on and you start to see a change in guys. So that's something that we'll look for, not just in him, but for all of our rookies. But he's made a lot of positive steps and it's been encouraging. Do you see the opposite of that where you say, hey, you know, sometimes you see the lights go on and yeah. the guys maybe don't aren't built for it, but then you see a different situation where, hey, the light go on and Hey, we, where's this been for the past yeah. few weeks, man? Yeah, we see that. That's always the frustrating one. Yeah. It's like, why, why can't you do this, you know, Monday, you know, Monday through yeah. Friday or Saturday during the year? But on Sunday, those guys turn up and, and they're able to be productive. And, um, hey, if you're going to be productive at a certain time, we hope it's on Sundays. Does that make your guys evaluate, like on a serious note, like a little bit harder if you see like, OK, what we're seeing in the game isn't maybe what we haven't seen in practice? A yeah. And, and there's a level of, I mean, there's a natural level of frustration sure. that grows with that because why, why can't we do it? you know, consistently during the week. And then you got to you got to problem solve that as, as a coaching staff and as an organization to see if you can, um, you know, supply that player with the tools to improve in that area to, to make it more consistent. You know, we talked about Aiden and everything that he's done from the neck up. But you look at this this rookie class kind in totality, a lot of guys that the fans have been really excited about on the, on social media. Trey Tucker had a really nice camp. Yep. Ja'Korian Bennett, another dude that has really kind of put yes. himself uh, in a position to see some time. Michael Mayer, too, like just, you know, I don't want to have you go, you know, down the list. Yeah. But overall, in a general sense, how have you felt about uh, the rookie draft class? Yeah, we've been encouraged. Um, they, they've done a nice job of getting off to a fast start. And we've talked a lot about them, about competitive stamina. And can you can you keep that level of competitive, competitiveness, that level of preparation through this long training camp, through a preseason, into the season where you're playing a lot more games than you did at the college level? But the, the things that tie all those players together that you mentioned is toughness, maturity, and football intelligence. And that's half the battle. And all those guys have showed um, though in those areas a very, um, a very high skill level. And, and then it's carried out onto the field. You know, guys that aren't rookies, but still very young in their career. We look at Britton Browns, Amir White, two guys that have had a lot more work on their on their plates the yes. last few weeks. Um, just kind of how have you seen them adjust to maybe an increased workload? Mm-hmm. Uh, and regardless of what they, they, they do in the preseason, like how do you feel that they've kind of progressed through this training camp? Yeah, they're, both of those guys, their level of preparation and just 
understanding of what it takes to be prepared for a practice, to be prepared to um, operate in this offense uh, fluidly. Um, they've taken a step just in the, their their preparation and their maturity and understanding what it takes. And, and then that, that's come out on the field. And then from a skill set standpoint, you know, Zamir is a guy with a lot of speed and a lot of power. Britton also has a good size. He also has some shiftiness, some make miss ability that they've, we've been able to see, um, um, I would say, see a little bit more of because they're obviously getting more reps than they, you know, they typically would. You know, what's the benefit of having guys like Amir and, and Brandon Bolden in that room to kind of help, uh, through, I don't want to say transition period, but to yeah. have them in the room and have those presences right now. Huge, um, because those guys have done it for a long time. Brandon's going into his 11th season. And say they, they know what it takes. They know what it takes to um, last in the league um, from all aspects, how you take care of your body, um, how you practice, how you prepare. And those guys are kind of the linchpins that's able to keep that room together um, and keep everybody focused on what they need to be focused on, which is getting better every day. Yeah, and Dave, we appreciate you hanging out for a little bit before joining practice start. I want to ask you this on the way out, though, yeah. just because I knew I do know that you do have a little uh, feet heat on occasion. Mm-hmm. Have you run into a player that has more pairs of cleats than Brian Hoyer? Because I feel like every day I go out there, I'm like, oh, it's it's a new one compared to yesterday. Yeah, Brian's really, like, you talk about raising the level. Brian's, <laughs> Brian's raised the level not only on that room but on the offensive side of the ball with you know his shoe collection he comes out and um it's a different it's a different concept or a different pair almost every day and um yeah you know he's he's raising the level of competition when it comes to the shoe game which i can you know i can respect Absolutely. and competition the name of the game especially in mid-august right <laughs> that's We're right competing every single day no doubt uh, well we appreciate you coming to hang out best of luck over these next two do- uh, joint practices and we'll, we'll see you soon all right thanks always enjoy it appreciate you Big shout out to my guy, DZ. Uh, And as I said, man, the fact that Dave continually makes time for us, not only on this little podcast, but really for Silver and Black Productions is incredibly welcomed, incredibly appreciated, uh, and not something that we take lightly or ever take for granted. So big shout out to DZ. Thank you to Will Kiss and our PR staff for facilitating that. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Something else I know you guys will enjoy is the fact that the Silver and Black are back. They are back on the game field this Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock p.m. against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, You can catch that on NFL Network and Fox 5 if you are living here in the desert. And you can also catch that on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. as well. But the first preseason game, and this is something in hindsight I wish I would have asked Dave about because you always get the good questions after your guy has left. But a little different for us this year as opposed to last year, the Raiders only have three preseason games. Last year, let's not forget, they played in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, and they had four. So a slight change in calculus, I would assume, for Josh McDaniels and company as they navigate through the next three games as opposed to four. But when I really take stock of of what I want to see out of these preseason games and, and really focusing in for obvious reasons on Sunday afternoon against the Niners, these are the handful of items that I'm that I'm kind of curious about. Number one, who's going to play, right? We can debate. We can sit here. Is this guy going to play? Is that guy going to play? Is Jimmy going to play? Is Devontae? We can do that until, until we're blue in the face, right? But it is something that, you know, different teams have different philosophies about. So I will be very interested to see when the teams run out who is wearing shoulder pads, who is not, who is wearing cleats, who is not, and ultimately who ends up getting a bulk of the reps and the run as we go through the four quarters on Sunday. So that's number one, stating the obvious. Number two thing that I'm really excited to see is kind of this situation at right tackle. How does this kind of work itself out? And let me be clear, I don't think it's going to be completely worked out this Sunday, right? We are not going to come home and and record uh, our post-game show and wake up on Monday and have an answer at right tackle. And that's okay. 
100% okay. But from what we've seen at camp, specifically over the past week, Thayer Mumford, Jermaine Illuminor, both getting some run, both getting some burn on the right side of that offensive line. How does Josh McDaniels kind of play that situation in the game? And which one of those two guys really makes the most of their opportunity, right? Whether it's Thayer, second-year guy, a lot of expectation now attached to him. You know, we saw kind of in bits and pieces a year ago what he could do, who he could be. But does he get more of an extended look at that right tackle position. Jermaine Illuminor, a guy who held it down for the silver and black a year ago, who played better than many folks expected that he would, myself included. How does he kind of respond now to being pushed a little bit, right? How does he handle the the opportunity of someone coming in and pushing him for that job, pushing him for those reps, you know, not being the, you know, put him down in pen guy as we record this on August 9th. That's very that's one thing I'm very interested in, right? How does right tackle Maybe I'll phrase it like this. How do we feel about right tackle when the game goes to triple zeros on Sunday afternoon? That's probably what I'm excited to see. How do we feel about the position in general when we get to the end of the game? And number three, how do the rookies play? You heard Dave talk about it. Guys that kind of perform, that find that next level when the lights come on. And for a lot of these rookies, right, I mean, they haven't played meaningful football since, let's call it December, right? So you're looking at eight months eight and a half months of out, without really playing meaningful ball. And yes, it's a preseason game, but for Aiden O'Connell, for Michael Mayer, for Trey Tucker, guys like that, they're going to be juiced up. They're going to be ready to go. And how do they respond? And, and I think I was talking with, uh, with our friend Harry Ruiz from uh, our Raider Spanish broadcast. And by the way, this is a great shameless plug alert. I am really, really excited. Look at me, Ray. This is what we call producing on the fly. We just dropped our first Spanish-language podcast, Las Noticias Raiders. You can get it wherever you subscribe to your podcast. And if you subscribe to this feed, you will also get it. Harry is the host. We, have, we are so excited for everything that he's going to do this year. And I encourage you, the trailer just dropped this morning. Give it a click. Give it a listen. Give it a review. All that good stuff. It's going to be great. Anyways, back to my original thought. I was talking to Harry about this. And I said, you know, it's the beauty and also the kind of curse of the preseason, right? And I was using Aiden, excuse me, Aiden O'Connell as an example because he's the quarterback and everyone has all eyes on the quarterback, right? I said, what's, what's fun but also kind of unfair for Aiden is that whatever he does on Sunday is going to get blown up either in a great way or just torn down and the sky has fallen, right? If Aiden O'Connell goes out there on Sunday afternoon and tears up the Niners' third-team defense, and this offense is electric, and we're going up and down and up and down. Well, he's the second coming of Tom Brady. He's the best thing ever. And I'm not here to say he's not going to be that, but I'm just saying after one game, after four quarters, he will either be anointed or if things don't necessarily go his way and he looks like a rookie who's playing in his first preseason game, the narrative is going to be the complete opposite of, oh, my God, what's going on? What are they going to do with O'Connell? And it's just funny, a little unfortunate, but uh, great fodder for conversation that whatever Aiden does, and, I, and really I'm using his, him as an example, but really the entire rookie class kind of falls into that because we are so, I don't want to say like take-oriented, but we are so, we want that immediate gratification one way or the other. So if Michael Mayer goes out there, he has four catches and two touchdowns. Well, oh my gosh, Tony, it's the second Tony Gonzalez. This is great. Bring him on. He's Sit him down for the rest of the preseason. This is a Hall of Famer. We don't want him to get hurt. 
if Jacorian Bennett gets uh, has a few reps that aren't the way that he wants them to be, he's done. He's done. It's a wrap. I don't know what we're doing. So I know that it, it falls on deaf ears. I fully understand that. Just relax. Take everything that we see as a learning opportunity, but really as one tile in a mosaic that will ultimately build the rookie season for either it's Aiden O'Connell, Michael Mayer, Trey Tucker, whoever it may be, right? And I know, as I say this into the mic, I know that you guys will not do that because I will see the tweets on Sunday evening where you say, oh man, Aiden O'Connell, he's the best thing ever. Oh, Aiden O'Connell, what are we doing? So I know, just pump the brakes a little bit. We got a long way to go. We are still a few weeks away from week one, uh, and we have many, many things to discuss and a lot of football to watch before the story of the season is told. But we got to get out of here. We got a lot of things to do. It is a busy, busy week here in Silver and Black Productions, no doubt about that. But before we get out of here, we got to crack an ice cold bruchacho. And this week, we crack one for all of our teachers, all of our educators. If you're a youngster in Southern Nevada, you went back to school this week. And, you know, I, I say it all the time. The boss is a, uh, is a teacher, and I have such an appreciation for all of those folks that go in there, that do the dirty work. They're, they're really the, the offensive linemen of, uh, of the education system, right? They don't get a lot of praise. They don't get a lot, they don't get a lot of love, but you got to have good teachers to get from A to Z, and we very, very much appreciate every single one of them. So, and I appreciate every single one of you that listens to the show because uh, – Without you, there's there's really no me. So on that note, we are out of here. For Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Dave Ziegler, my man Ray behind the glass, and everyone else at Silver and Black Productions, we thank you for hanging out with us. Enjoy the preseason game. Once again, friendly reminder, 1 o'clock p.m., NFL Network, Fox 5, Raider Nation Radio, and we will see you guys next week, same time, same place, for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app True Connect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of True Connect exclusively for Raider Nation.